listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 310. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who said no to even a decaf iced coffee for recording, John Brownstone. I would like to sleep tonight. It was a decaf. Even decaf has some caffeine in it. I know. It's not totally caffeine free. I know, but still. Sleep is good. Principle of the thing. Talk more about why that was even a thing in the bonus section. <laughs> this week's topic uh, actually comes from a listener question we received many months ago uh, on love bombing in uh, their DS relationship. So we thought, hey, let's actually talk about love bombing and uh, what that is and what that might mean and all that good stuff. So that's what we're doing this week. Okay. Yay. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. This is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday, except not this week for reasons, which I will complain about in the bonus section. <laughs> All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, we are able to keep doing this weird thing that we do on the internet uh, mm-hmm. because of our kinky patrons. And we're grateful for every single one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. So before we get into our topic uh, this week, mm-hmm. uh, big, huge OMG thank you to our sponsor this week, Abeducated. Abeducated is an online class platform, much like uh, the vanilla versions that we're all familiar with. But this Abeducated is about sex and kink and relationships. Oh, my. Mm. They are constantly adding new classes. Yeah. Um, they have a growing kink section. The thing that I keep being drawn to when I go in, lately i should say Mm -hmm. um is less the kink and more about um either self-improvement when it might come towards how you feel about yourself with sex or improvement in your relationship um the one that caught my eye this time uh is a class called sexual confidence by luna Mm. matatas um and so she it's about an about two hours it's a lot of video some written text um she talks about dealing with shame, both body shaming and just shame in general, um, things that might reduce your confidence in the bedroom, um, figuring out what makes you confident. So finding your path to confidence, cause it's not a one size fits all as we all know. Mm-mm. And then tips and ways and tricks and oh my for feeling more confident in sex and during sex. And these things absolutely relate to kink, okay? Because if you're not confident when you're ready to get naked to have sex, you might not be confident when you're ready to get naked or semi-naked uh, for kinky fuckery. Um, so yeah, that class really caught my eye and I love Luna Matata. She's got a great teaching style, um, very inclusive in how she presents information. Um, looked like a really good class and I, I perused it and I was like, yes, I'm 
don't I'm not worried about confidence right now but i know plenty of people who are so if that class or any other class about kink or sex or relationships uh, appeals to you you want to learn more to improve your sex life your relationship your kink life all that good stuff check out beducated use our link in the places show notes for podcast listeners description box here on youtube um and when you use our code loving you get a discount. It becomes $9.99 per month. Nice. Uh, you can cancel it anytime so you're not like locked in forever. You can go in, do the classes that appeal to you, get out if you need to, no problem. But they're constantly offering new classes and adding new classes. So it might be worth sticking around for too. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like about this this way of online learning with videos and done in these class modules is they are modules. so. Yeah, it takes less than two hours to get through the sexual confidence class, but also you can take as long as you need because maybe you only have 20 minutes today right. and next week you'll have 30 minutes and, you know, another day you'll have 10 minutes and that's okay. You mm -hmm. can do it at your own pace. And when I was in there looking at some of the classes, what I thought was nice is they, they mix with both video and mm -hmm. written word. Yep, absolutely. So if you are more of a learner who wants to see it on video, hear a voice, They've got you covered, but if you like to read, a lot of the classes will have a text component mm -hmm. as well. Many of the classes will have a homework component, and when we're talking <laughs> sex classes, that's usually the fun bit, so <laughs> just saying. So it's stuff you can do if you're single, it's stuff you can do if you're in a relationship. Um, and yes, they've got some kink skills there too. One I almost, almost went and clicked on recently was the erotic spanking. I was like, mm. Mm, because who needs a spanking? this girl right here <laughs> <laughs> so that's beducated the code is loving link is in the places and uh thank you again to beducated for sponsoring okay so let's get into today's topic the topic is love bombing and you're and for anybody who's like what was that noise there's now a hum in the background because we needed a fan um we are recording in the evening it is cooler in here but it's not cool yeah. <laughs> uh the florida sun had time to heat it up today mm -hmm. so okay so let's start with the original email that we got okay and then we'll go into what the heck even is love bombing if you're not familiar with the term and then our thoughts on it in terms of if or when it's happening in a ds relationship so the original email that we got said both my d and i are caregiver types my d is a caregiver dom and i'm a service sub that coupled with lots of new relationship energy means we are both doting a lot on each other and there have been lots of gifts and spoiling at both sides whilst i'm very mindful of not falling into sub frenzy i'm also mindful of the phenomenon of love bombing love bombing in vanilla relationships is probably easier to pick up on and perhaps more difficult in ds dynamics where one or more of the parties is a caregiver type and that's one of their kinks do you have any thoughts and or advice on how to differentiate love bombing from behavior that is simply a person's ds style so um, as I was reading this and as I went to check myself, make sure I understood what love bombing was, because mm -hmm. it's one of those buzzwords you probably hear on the internet a lot, a lot, a lot, but does not mean everybody who's talking about it is talking about it correctly. Um, I actually was more less thinking about, oh, what if somebody's a caregiver type and this is just how they show affection. And I immediately started thinking about sub frenzy because mm. I could see it happening in sub frenzy. So we're going to talk about all of that. It all uh, kind of intermingles. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, the thing I'll say about probably a lot of what we'll say about love bombing outside of like specific to sub frenzy or something like that mm -hmm. is 
yes, we know ahead of time. A lot of it is, uh, will pertain to any kind of relationship, not a kinky relationship specifically, simply because the phenomenon of love bombing is a people thing. A person will do it regardless of the dynamics. I personally, maybe my mind will change in the course of our conversation. Personally, don't think it's that much harder to just, maybe it is, but I don't think it's that much harder to discern in a DS relationship than vanilla, but but we'll find out Mm. in the course of our uh, conversation. So before we get into it, and I will read the definition and I'm using a, an article from the New York times and I'll link that in the places if anybody wants to read the full article. Do you have an understanding? Have you heard of love bombing? Are you like, what the hell Um, is this? Not, I, I have not heard of it until you brought this, this topic to me. We are not hanging out in the same spaces online. <laughs> Probably not. But that's not. always been true. Yeah. Yours are um, usually much kinkier, actually, than my spaces. True. You would think that that would somehow be different, but it is not. <laughs> okay, so let's, huh, go <laughs> let's define what love bombing is. Okay. Um, and this, I'm getting these definitions from the experts, the, the person who wrote the New York Times article interviewed for their article. So there will probably be some nuances, maybe some details people maybe disagree on, but this is a general definition. So um, a uh, professor of psychology that they spoke to defined it this way. One partner, typically male, but not exclusively, showers the other person with attention, affection, compliments, flattery, and essentially creates this context where you, the person on the the receiving end, feel like you've met your soulmate and it's effortless. The reality of, of this is when a person is love bombing, they are creating or manipulating the environment to look like that they are perfect for mm-hmm. you and that you were the perfect person and it is a form of manipulation mm. it is a blowing smoke up your ass i've known you five minutes and i'm gonna tell you how amazing you are and they don't know you but mm-hmm. they're telling you all of these things that you want to hear or they're they're treating um their new truly new partner this happens most frequently yeah. in very new relationships um in ways that that person may have always wanted to be treated Mm -hmm. and hasn't been. And it's usually very lavish. There can be a lot of money spent. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of compliments. There's a lot of attention. There's the way that I've seen it described um, when people tell their different stories of how they were love bombed. Uh, the internet is helpful yeah. for these things. Um, it's constant texts and constant attention. And um, of course we'll go on this great date. Oh, I brought you flowers every single day mm-hmm. for a week. And it's not that, oh, bringing somebody flowers is a sign of love bombing or taking somebody out to dinner or texting them or calling them consistently or complimenting them all the time is an a single act of that's definitely love bombing. It's all of it together, usually partnered with the fact that this is a really new relationship where mm-hmm. some of these, you know, confessions of undying devotion and love, it's a little soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you really haven't had time to figure out if you could possibly genuinely adore and love this person. Sure. Um, and it is often paired with then toxic behavior that, um, at some point the love bombing will stop 
Mm-hmm. And it will, in most of the ways I've heard it described, it's a like a faucet turning off. Like one moment, you're the most amazing creature they've ever met in their whole life. And the next moment, they're not calling, they're not texting. They still want the relationship to some degree. Mm-hmm. They still sort of expect you to be on call for them and to be their partner and to be available. But the love and affection that they use to reel you in mm-hmm. dried up. And for some people who've ta- who've described their experiences, it was a gradual thing. And for some people, it was like an immediate. And it seems to be when they think they have you hooked. Like you're there, gotcha. you're in love with them back. You said all the words, almost like now they don't even have to try because they gotcha. Um, in many, but not all cases, these do turn into um, emotional abuse relationships um the person is maybe what pop culture would call a narcissist although my minimal understanding of calling somebody a narcissist we do need to be careful about how we use that language because there's a narcissistic personality disorder and uh, much of the time people are labeled narcissist for bad toxic behaviors let's be real here but they are not narcissist in the technical definition mm-hmm. it's just we don't probably have a good enough well, word for it but narcissist is the term most mm-hmm. people will be um will hearing hearing you explain this as as you're going through this definition and and what it entails um one of the things that that came to my mind mm-hmm. um is it sounds like a form of gaslighting it can be it can be. I mean, it can be. It can be gaslighting. Like I'm telling you how amazing you are mm-hmm. when I don't actually know you. But often it can be used against you later. Like you told me I was your soulmate. I never said yeah. that. You told me you would do this thing with me. I never said that. So I think I think it probably could be considered a form of gaslighting because they're telling you something that they do not mean in right. order to have you believe something or see see the world in a certain way mm-hmm. um the article that i use as the reference um sort of lays out the different ways love bombing often occurs the first and the most common i think that people would recognize if they're aware of the term is excessive attention and flattery like it just it doesn't it, it they even said this in the article Sometimes you get excessive attention and flattery that's genuine. Mm-hmm. And then the same exact behavior from a person who does not mean it, that's when it's the it's love bombing and it's toxic yeah. and it's it's um, unreliable and something you can't believe. And it is very difficult sometimes to know the difference between the mm-hmm. two. You know, are they being genuine and they're just way over eager? Are they love bombing and is this something I need to run from? That's really the conversation we you know, we can yeah. have about this. Mm-hmm. The um the next sign that was in this article is isolation from friends and family. Um, not, I think many of us are more aware of the kind of isolation of, I don't want you seeing them. And especially in a power exchange relationship where a dominant will, you know, be given that power over somebody and saying, they're not good for you. You don't need to see them in love bombing. It may be a little bit more subtle. And even in a, in a bad situation, Um, where somebody's trying to separate you from your family, they can still be subtle about it, but it's basically that they wanna spend all of their time with you and they don't want you spending time with anybody else Mm -hmm. because you are all that they need and so they should be all that you need. And it's just this, it's this dramatic 
overly exaggerated. My, the moment I start reading the description of what love bombing is, all of my spidey senses are going off and my trust issues have just like come straight to the front. And I'm like, I, cause I've tried to think, have I ever been love bombed and did not realize it? And I'm mm-hmm. looking back and I'm like, no, cause I actually don't believe anybody who says something nice about me when they first met me. So <laughs> Mm, no um but yeah so i the the wanting to and again it's one of those things where in a genuine person and in a new relationship energy you both might genuinely want to spend all of your time Mm -hmm. together and it's a really subtle insidious thing that you might not catch as part of love bombing until you look back on it sort of like when we've talked about sub frenzy you might not know you're in sub frenzy until you look back on it so here here's the way i i kind of see it um with with new relationship energy yes you want to spend time with the person but i know for me where what it kind of comes down to is i want to get to know that person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know i i want to get to know who they are in depth what you know what kind of food do you like what what's some of your favorite drinks um what movies you know, do you, what want, movies to do you want to watch? What do you, do you, do you like the Marvel universe? Do you like the DC universe? I mean, I feel, feel like that can absolutely be a question of how you um, weed out people. I'm sorry if you tell me you love the DC universe. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at you with side eye because I'm, I'm skeptical now. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, kind of putting some of this in, into a nutshell, I mean... NRE, you're getting to know somebody and build a and it's a, an a relationship. Exciting time it's for it's it's an exciting, everybody. and you know, with with love bombing, you know, you're you're just bombing this person with praise. I think it's it's a bit like when it's coming at you, and you, again, it's not. I don't think it's something that everybody will recognize as it's happening. They might see it and look back and go, "Ooh, okay, that's what that was." Mm-hmm. I imagine it's a bit like drinking from a fire hose. Like it's a lot. It's yeah. an overwhelming mm-hmm. amount. One of the other things that can be considered a sign of love bombing is over the top gifts. Again, if we just met yesterday and you're offering to buy me a car, um, <laughs> I mean, I. I the, the mercenary part of me is like, uh, did, is my name on the title? Cause maybe so, but also what is your motivation for that? Like, what is it, yeah. what is going on with that person that if it's not love bombing, that they think that that is the way to do something. Um, the conversation I want to have today is not about the, the motivations of the person love bombing and trying to like fix them. It's more on the side of, if you're, if you think you're being love bombed, like let's, let's think through this. But mm-hmm. you know, if I'm looking at a person who's behaving that way in, in an effort to love bomb, I'm like, but this doesn't even make sense to me. Again, I know it's my trust issues because if I can't handle a compliment on the first day, I can't take a car or a, yeah. you know, uh, weekend getaway on the second day because mm-hmm. I, I don't know you yet. Right. That being said, I know not everybody sees the world the way I do. And that's fine. That's probably okay too. But that's, you know, my first thought when I think about love bombing, if, if, if somebody is thinking, how do I prevent this from happening? Right. Mm-hmm. My first answer is I need you to develop some trust issues. I just well. need you to question why somebody on like within five minutes of meeting you is 
telling you all this good stuff about you, which may actually be true, but they don't know you well enough to -hmm. be able to make an honest assessment. Now, looking at what love bombing is, we go back to that original question where the person who emailed was like, we're we're both caregiver types. We want to give. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely new relationship energy. How how do we know whether, you know, are we love bombing one another? My first thought is in most cases, when it's reciprocal, I don't think it's 99.9% of the time, I don't think it's not gonna be love bombing. If, If they're giving and you're receiving and you're giving and they're receiving and it's this back and forth, even if it's over the top and really soon and it's the excitement of new relationship energy and it's part of your personality that you want to shower your partner with flattery and gifts even early on in a relationship, I think that's the difference is how is it, is there an exchange happening here? There, there, there is a huge difference from having that new relationship energy and, and wanting to meet somebody for coffee so you can hang out with them and talk to them or or go to dinner or go to a movie over, you know, a a weekend getaway to the Caribbean Mm -hmm. kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think think I can say most of us are reasonable adults that even with 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 NRE you know there there comes a point where you know you know one you have to live your life you have your job you have you know some most some people have family you know fur babies maybe even you know you you have to take care of things so you know, it, it can't be every day that you're running off to do something. Right. So, you know, and and then you get, you know, if you're into someone who's poly, you know, what are you going to do? Just discard, right? you know, one partner just to, to focus on, on this other. One thing that make that, another thing that comes to mind with me in, in all this is is one of those things um an old an old saying if it's too good to be true oh yeah i don't trust anything that feels too good to be true yeah 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 yeah. you know Mm -mm. um that that's kind of something you you know is this real is you know this is really kind of too good to be true i i mean to a certain extent i think we all have a, a desire to be praised to some mm-hmm. extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it is something that is just so constant, so, you know, overwhelming. And I think that's the key. Is the attention you're receiving from a person overwhelming in their affection? Mm-hmm. I've, based on, again, limited understanding from things I've heard and read, this article, other you know, accounts that people have talked about their experience with love bombing, it tends to be immediate, like soon, like yeah. sooner than you would imagine. I, am I really your soulmate in this first DM? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, yeah. And it tends to be, at some point it's overwhelming. The other thing that seems to be a common factor is that it it's, you can't set a boundary and have it be respected like 
if it is overwhelming to you that somebody is giving you this much attention and focus and enthusiasm of their affections for you and you push back and go oh this is you, a little you, soon you, you need to step back on this a little bit right. you know and they ignore that first of all if they ignore that boundary that's just already a sign that maybe things mm-hmm. are not going to go well but you know it's it's sort of this forceful that it's it's a forceful kind of air quote affection you know the part of the reason it's called love bombing is bombing is so incessant and overwhelming and um bigger than life and so if you're going through it and you're like this is too much i need you to i need you to calm the hell down and they refuse um i think that could that could be a sign but i think it also goes back to the reciprocal nature of it you know in in the person's question where they're like well we're both caregiver types and we're both in we're both ecstatic to be with one another the love bombing phenomenon is there's an intentionality to manipulate you i'm trying to get you to feel a way Mm -hmm. that i myself don't actually feel so i'm not actually doing anything for you it's all surface level it's compliments it's gifts it's things that take a little bit of time and a little bit of money but it's it's not the work of trying to build a relationship i'm not taking time to listen to you and give you feedback i'm not going to negotiate this power exchange with you i'm not gonna you know I'm not going to respect a boundary when you give it because mm-hmm. I, ha- you know, again, I'm sure there are um, circumstances where there, you know, there's nuance and there's exceptions to this, but in general, I am trying to make you fall in love with me as fast as possible. So we're in this relationship and then I can do whatever the hell I want. Like yeah. whatever their aim might be, I may never fully understand an, an, an abusive person, a manipulative person's, uh, aim on stuff like i don't understand what their purpose is and why they're doing it but that is in effect what they're doing and in the case of the person who sent the question unless there are those other signs of not listening you know blowing you off doing everything's one-sided i don't i don't think you know in that situation that there was anything to fear from there being love bombing i mean I, I, I'm thinking about this a little bit, and as much as I would love to believe I'm perfect, <laughs> I know I'm not. So, you know, if someone starts pouring all this praise on me, you know, oh, you're this, you're that. You know, I mean, one of the things I told you early in the beginning of our relationship was do not put me on a pedestal because I am going to screw up at some point. And you know what? I think love bombing makes you feel like you've been put up on a pedestal, but it's a very, it's a paper mache pedestal. It's It's a shaky pedestal. It's not a real pedestal. Yeah. You know, if if someone were to start pouring all this praise, I, I think I'd raise a little side eye. Right. And I think that if you are, if you have that reaction go with your gut because i know what a lot of people do is they'll go oh well i had that reaction should i have what if they were um what if they were genuine what if they really meant that mm-hmm. well okay but they're still coming on too strong i think many of us have had an experience where someone just came on too strong maybe they were awkward maybe this was their first potential relationship yeah. they were just over eager and it is on a case-by-case individual basis as as me in this situation and you will make a different decision in your situation we can decide if we're willing to like give somebody a few minutes or a few days or whatever to see are they just over eager or are they love bombing mm-hmm. but also i think it's perfectly acceptable for somebody to go they might not be love bombing 
they just might be awkward, but I don't want to do, I don't want to go through this. Yeah. I don't want to have to parse this out. I, I've had my experiences and this is, this is not what I want to handle. Cause the thing about love bombing is in general it tends to happen at the very beginning when you're yeah. just meeting or you're just starting to kind of get together. And while any split can be painful, it's a lot easier sometimes, hopefully, to walk away from something that's five minutes old, as opposed to you've been together for five or six months or five or six years. Mm -hmm. So if there, if somebody's coming on this strong and you're and you're even thinking, is this love bombing? I don't. You don't have to take the time to investigate if you don't want to. You can just go. You know what? That we're not vibing and you can move on. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you're several months into it and you're still getting these love bombing vibes, like somebody is still pouring it on kind of thick and they're overly enthusiastic and you're still unsure, that's where I would say that, okay, now it's time to set boundaries. It's time to push mm -hmm. back. It's time to question deeper. Like, don't tell me I'm, you know, the love of your life if, cause I'm probably gonna go, what makes you say that? Like, what are we basing this on? Because somebody who's just saying it because they're pretty words and either because again, they're awkward and they don't know what to say or they're love bombing is probably not gonna be able to give a real answer. You yeah. know, they're, it's, it's all very hollow at that point. That's the, the thing from what I can tell and from mm. what I've, my understanding of it, that's the thing about love bombing. It feels real. If you are a person who is craving that kind of validation and affection and attention, you know, it can feel very real, not because it's real, but because we want it to be real. And that is a harder thing to work through that this podcast is not probably going to help you with because mm -hmm. we are not uh, mental health professionals. But I think that if it, if you can look back on previous situations and go, oh, holy shit, I was totally love bombed. Then you can take that information, what you went through, how it made you feel, how it makes you feel now that you're looking back on it with maybe a, a clearer sense of things and then inform yourself going forward. And that's yeah. really the point. If you're in the middle of being love bombed um, and you're starting to suspect it, uh, yeah, push back a little mm -hmm. bit, see what happens. Cause the thing is, is, I don't trust, I don't trust words. Words are too fucking easy. Anybody it's, can it's say anything. It's actions that speak louder than words. And actions yes. are important, but you know what's the most important to me? It's patterns, it's patterns of behavior because anybody can do the right thing one time but can mm -hmm. you do it over and over again? Can you do it when you're tired? Can you do it when we're cranky with one another? Can't yeah. you like, who are you really? And that's, and and I know not everybody sees the world that way. And I know mm -hmm. that not everybody should see the world that way, but you know, <laughs> I, I feel like if you're like, oh, am I being love bombed? That's the thing I would tell you to do. Ignore their fucking words, their words don't matter. Their actions are important but it's what they, what is repeatable? What are they mm -hmm. doing that's repeatable? If they can um, accept a boundary one time and then they're constantly forgetting and you're constantly reminding, well, that's the pattern. They can do it once because you pushed a little hard because they wanted to appease you. They wanted you to feel a little bit better about the situation, but they didn't care enough to mm -hmm. actually attempt to remember. Right. And that's the pattern, right? Like I saw somebody well, say this online and I was like, that's so true. It's like, I'll set this boundary with you once. I will remind you once after that because everybody gets to forget. Sure. After that, I'm no, nah, 
I'm, pr I'm probably not. Now, you and I, almost 10 years in, I'm gonna give you more grace, okay? I'm, I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah. it's been six years since we had this conversation. He's gonna need a couple <laughs> reminders. Or I'm gonna look at the context of it. But when we're talking new, new relationships and they have not mm -hmm. pro proven themselves to you, they do not have that history with you, no. So that would be the thing I would say. Is yeah. And one thing I'd like to say about, about all this, you know, me, you know, talking it, about it in a caregiver aspect, you know, as, as, a, as a daddy dom, you know, I want to take care of this girl over here. Mm -hmm. All right. And, you know, let's be honest about it. I leave the house a lot more than you do. I, I'm, I go out and about. Um, and, you know, one of the things I get is, you know, bring me a, a Diet Coke, bring me a treat, bring me a treat. Sometimes. Not always, <laughs> but sometimes. And, you know, it would be a wonderful thing if every time I left the house, I brought, brought her back a Diet Coke. But there's a couple things there. One, it's not healthy for her to drink that many Diet Cokes. <laughs> no, probably not. Okay. Probably not. No. As two. I almost knock over my Diet Coke. Two, if I did it that many times, it loses its luster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then at that point, you know, the two things between it not being healthy and losing its, its luster, um, I'm failing as your caregiver right? to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what keeps it exciting, I guess, is that I do it just enough that it is a surprise for you. Mm -hmm. And I get that little baby girl squeal. <gasps> and I would say as advice to both caregivers and people on the receiving end of caregiving, caregiving is not giving somebody what they want every moment of right the day and i think sometimes people can get confused about that of oh i i want to make my partner happy and so i will give them everything they mm -hmm, want i mm -hmm. will whether that's praise whether that's gifts whether that's leniency from whatever agreed upon negotiated rules or whatever yeah. um but you know if you are let's say you're a caregiver and you're like oh oh shit, could i have been doing something that's love bombing Again, it goes back to intentions. You can give the appearance of love bombing and that not be your intention at all. Um, but that's a person who should be able to go, oh, this isn't good for them, then okay, I won't do it just because I think I'm supposed to, or I think it'll make them happy, um, or they'll stay happy with me. Like that is a mm -hmm. thing as well, where people are like, if I give a person everything they want, and I say nothing but nice things to them, they will never be mad at me and they will continue to love me or whatever. But again, that's a thing you build to. That should not be, right. you know, on day one, you know, no. after the first date, after the first moment together, mm -hmm. whatever. So I think there's, you know, there's the nuance there. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, if you're wondering, oh my gosh, my, my dominant partner's really lenient and affectionate with me. Does this mean I'm being love bombed? Well, do they put limits on stuff? Do they tell you no sometimes? Mm -hmm. Do they give, do they respect your autonomy i mean i yeah part part of being a caregiver is doing the hard thing and saying no sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay 
Um, you know, as, as much as Kayla and I spend time together, we work together, we live together, we have a family together, um, we each go off and do our own things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not constantly on, on top of each other. And going into a little different spin on this, um, you know, which to me is very scary. And, and I think back on how many times over the years I've heard people say this. Well, you know, with, with the way things develop between this person and I, I, I became alienated from my friends. Mm-hmm. And that you is know? a sign of love bombing. And, and, and in kink, that is extremely dangerous, okay? You know, you, you, you want your, your friends, your support system. You should have that, especially in, in, in any relationship, but especially in kink. Well, and, and I agree completely. Make sure I yeah. make that clear. I agree completely. I think there's also nuance there because this, and we've talked about this before, in, in any relationship, but in power exchange, sometimes a dominant partner will look at a submissive's life and go, these people in your life are actually toxic. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to withdraw from being around them so much, spending time mm-hmm. with them. And sometimes hopefully only through a consensual agreement, a dominant might say, okay, you do not have permission to go to this person's house without me or to do this. And it is a tricky, tricky line. We've had this conversation before because sometimes it's meant as a way to help you and get you away from people who are harming you. And sometimes it's used as a toxic thing to isolate you and you got to figure out which it is. I think the difference in that is... You know, okay, this person, this this person is being toxic in your life, mm-hmm. okay, and and you know you need to do away with them. They're doing you more harm than good. Right. But the difference is, at, at least in my mind, mm-hmm. is they are not stopping you from building new friendships and healthier friendships. Absolutely, what they should be doing is absolutely encouraging you to go out and make your own new friends, right. get to know other people, not just their friends. Like that's another tactic of, oh, you can have friends, my friends, mm. my family. It's still a bit of isolationism if there's not a greater context for why they might do this and there's no freedom to go have friendships and relationships outside of this one person and the people that they kind of allow you around. And it is a tricky situation to know the difference. Context is going to be key. The, again, I go back to, can you push back? Can you go, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't want to do this. I don't like this. I want to do this instead. Again, in power exchange as a submissive, uh, the, what I've agreed to is that I won't just make a decision on my own. I will bring it to you. We'll discuss it. Right. You'll get final say. But also the reality of life is technically I could go, I know that's what we agreed to do, but that's not what we're doing anymore. It, it's and an, I have that freedom it's, to it's, do that. It's the ability to negotiate, to say no, and compromise. Right. And if you're trying to, if, if you've got a partner who's being super affectionate and telling you it's all in your best interest and they just adore you so much, but they're not negotiating with you and they're not honoring and respecting your wants, your needs, your voice in the relationship, Mm -hmm. then they're not actually doing it for you. It's a controlling thing that goes well beyond the whole, 
uh, negotiated right. consensual power exchange. Um, so if you're like, okay, is this love bombing or not? That continues to, in my yeah. mind to be the best test. Can you push back and go, I disagree. I don't wanna do that. I wanna do this instead. Um, now that is assuming that you are not fearful of their reaction. That's that's mm -hmm. another thing. If you think that pushing back will create a oversized negative reaction, that right there to me tells you more than than anything. Yeah. You know, based mm -hmm. on what you've seen, based on past experience, based on how they are with other people, whatever, whatever. Um, that's a lot of information. I don't care if what they're doing is love bombing or something else. That's a lot of information because yeah. the thing is, yes, there will be uneducated doms out there who will get upset because the submissive went, I, I'm not agreeing to that mm -hmm. and I'm not consenting to that. But the ones that are the most dangerous, it's not that they're just disappointed. We all get disappointed. They're upset. They're telling you you're wrong. They're you know, pushing back, they're moving forward anyway. Mm -hmm. They are ignoring your limits and boundaries and, and wants and needs. And it, did it happen? Did they love bomb you first? Were they, you know, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing kind of situation? Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. They are dangerous and we need to get away yeah. from them. Um, yeah. But if, if that's what you're if what you're dealing with is potential love bombing, that's again, yet another sign. Mm -hmm. What do you think might happen? when you push back. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanna touch on uh, when we're having this conversation is yeah. sub frenzy. Cause the question yeah. we got and the, the conversation and the things I've read didn't touch on sub frenzy, but I could absolutely see where sub frenzy could be confused with love bombing. I could see where um, somebody really is love bombing and you're telling yourself, oh, they're probably in frenzy. Isn't this cute? Um, <laughs> so the signs for that, I think are maybe a little harder to parse out and the way to kind of test it might be a little harder to parse out because when somebody is a submissive and they're love bombing you, you know, in many cases, they're probably going to, they're probably not gonna be real quick to push back with a limit or boundary. And yes, as a dominant, you can always set a boundary and see how they behave. Um, but if they're trying to convince you of their affection, they might give in to a boundary simply mm -hmm. because that's part of, oh, I have to be seen as this willing person so they'll love me, not right. from a sub frenzy, but from a love bombing. Mm -hmm. The thing when I was thinking about this though, with what's the difference between love bombing and sub frenzy, first of all, there is a difference because we go back to the intentionality, what what are we trying to accomplish? Sub frenzy, in my experience, many, not all, people who go through it, yes, they're overly affectionate. Yes, they say things like, I have no boundaries, I have mm -hmm. no limits. Yeah, they do, they just don't know what they are right. yet but also they put themselves in situations that would be potentially harmful to them. They stop mm -hmm. focusing on their own safety. Like they're not actually thinking about themselves that much. Whereas with love bombing, it's all about how they can manipulate you to think of something. And I'll mm -hmm. bet money a person who's love bombing is very hyper aware of their own safety and their own needs. And yeah. you know, they might put on a show like they're giving up some of that, but they're not really gonna do that. And I really think that if you're like, uh-oh, am I being love bombed or is this person in sub frenzy? Look and see how they pay attention to their to their own care and their own safety. And if they're not mm -hmm. putting them, if they're putting themselves at risk, 
it's probably frenzy i would say yeah um what do you think um it's it's tough because you know someone in sub frenzy they have this it's just such an overwhelming desire to to please and serve Mm -hmm. and and do what the other person wants and well, yeah, um, that combined with love bombing, that, that's scary. That would be terrifying. That's, that's scary. I really think that a person in frenzy will not be love bombing because, yes, what they want is to desperately submit, and that's why they're in frenzy. But I just can't help but think that in those situations, they are more willing to do what a dominant of no matter how good they are no matter how experienced they are no matter how responsible they are they're willing to do whatever because it's Mm -hmm. this desperate need to submit so yes it's a thing for them but they will give up a lot more than what it seems like a love bomber would well i mean you take somebody who is going through sub frenzy and and this can work either way I would imagine Mm -hmm. because, you know, um, I don't know if it's termed that way, Dom frenzy. Yeah. We had somebody once use that term. It's uh, it's an interesting concept. You know, so it it can be going the other way. Oh, you know, Oh, you're the best Dom. You're, you're, you're great. You, you do this so well. You're, you're fantastic. You know, and, and as a Dom, you can get sucked into something that's not so good that way too. Oh, sure. You know, but you, take somebody who is experiencing frenzy and then have someone dumping all this praise on them mm-hmm. you know it's it's like it, it's just like a, a, a you're feeding the fire almost yeah and i would even say that when we're talking about submissives and you're thinking am i being love bombed <laughs> Were they in sub frenzy? I think the love bombing would come first. I think they would love bomb you to get you to be their dominant because that they're trying to get whatever it is they want, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, they're going to tell you that you're the most amazing mistress they've ever met in their whole life. And you're like, you're in my DMs on Fet Life. We haven't actually met. What are you talking <laughs> about, right? Like, it's, I go back to the idea of you're just blowing smoke up my ass. You yeah. don't know me. You don't know anything about me. Right. You're saying what you think will get you what you want, which is to manipulate the dominant person that you're reaching out to to dominate you in the way, the only way that you want to be dominated which let me let's let's time out here caveat a submissive should only be dominated in the way they want to be dominated but there is a back and forth give and take of negotiation of everybody getting what they want what i'm talking about are those overtures that come out of i found you on fat i found you on twitter Mm -hmm. whatever randomly found you we've never made contact before i have not read your bio and i'm sliding into your dms to love bomb you to in a way to tell you how amazing you are and then i just have a laundry list of wants and i expect you to be the kink dispenser for that Mm -hmm. and i think that you know i don't necessarily think all of the people who do that are doing are love bombing in this manipulative 
in the same manipulative way that we see in other relationships. Right. I think they think that if they say nice things, the person will be willing to do the things they want to do. But it is essentially the same thing. It's a form of love bombing that is meant to manipulate a person into giving them what they want. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would, in my, I, I imagine I, if anybody's got a different experience out there with a sub who was love, who love bombed you, please feel free to share if you feel comfortable. Um, but I think the love bombing would come first because it's a, it's a, a way to manipulate a person mm -hmm. and sub frenzy a person could be in frenzy while they're like potentially meeting a dom and like getting to know them, but they're so excited to submit. It's not that they're gonna necessarily manipulate you so that you will like them. It's more that they will skip steps of like, of negotiating their own limits or, you know, they're just overly eager to do the thing you want them to do. Whereas mm -hmm. love bombing, it's a lot I think it would be a lot less of doing what a dominant wants to do and the submissive making sure they only get what they want with no care to what the person they're love bombing, the dominant that they're love bombing wants. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. I feel like I've talked in a circle. Mm. It makes sense in my head. Yeah. I don't know if the words are coming out right. Mm -hmm. I, I have no doubt people on both sides of the slash love bomb and get love bombed. No doubt about it at all, because yeah. it's a human thing. It's a person thing. It's a, it's an abuse tactic. It's manipulative. People are people. I don't care in or out of yeah. the kink community. Um, I think it probably presents differently depending on who is on give doing it. Doing you know, it, yeah. Dom or sub. Mm -hmm. Put air quotes around that if they're love bombing. We're not going to call them real doms or subs. Um, I, I think it would absolutely look differently. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm. I'm sure somebody out there can cite a thing and say, no, this is, this is possible. But I, my mind finds it hard to wrap around the idea that people could love bomb one another. Because the thing about love mm. bombing is it's there, there's no reciprocation. Yeah. Or there's no room for it, mm -hmm. you know, because the whole purpose of it is to overwhelm you with affection. So you will feel the way they want you to feel. And then they can stop doing anything yeah. because they gotcha, you know? Now, Whereas if you're reciprocating, you're it's a give and take given, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Now, now here's something I thought about, and I'd like to see what you, you think about this. Mm -hmm. um, someone who has a praise kink that's being love-bombed. I bet that would be really tough. I bet that would be really... See, here's the thing. And I'm sh there will be exceptions to every rule. And everything we say, there's an exception. But a praise kink, a person with a praise kink, I think is like any other kink. Context is king. So I love impact play. I do not want to be hit randomly at random times that I find inappropriate, right? I have a mild praise kink, but there are times when it might sound, the words might sound good, but I don't want to hear those words at this time. I, it It's the wrong time, mm -hmm. the wrong time and place. And so I think that could somebody with a praise kink be lured in? Sure. But I think that just like every other kink, the vast majority of people are can be caught off guard. It will be done at the wrong time. And they'll be like, mm -hmm. are you are you trying to hit my kink here? Because this is the wrong time and place. You know, this doesn't fit. I'm not in the mood. Like, okay. I, I, praise kink is a little, I think a little bit different than the 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 kinks that require physical action because if with a praise kink if you hear the right words at the right time by the right person 
sometimes it doesn't matter where you are, you have a reaction. But I still think that there will absolutely be times when a person's like, uh, we've ticked two of those three boxes. It's the right words and it's the right person and it's not the right place. Right, what are time, you doing yeah. here? You know? And um, so I think for some people, it might be harder to parse that out. Mm-hmm. But I think that one, a, a person will overplay their hand. A love bomber will say the overly affectionate thing at the wrong time and it will sound off to a person. Um, and or if somebody with a strong praise king is like, holy shit, am I being love bombed? I think the first and easiest step, assuming safety, is set a boundary, set a limit, mm-hmm. say, to push back a little bit and go, mm, no. Um, the other thing is also ask questions, like get get in the weeds with them of why are they saying this thing to you? Because yeah. if you have only know me five minutes and you happen to know I have a praise kink, where's this coming from? Because again, praise from my perspective as somebody who gets off on praise at times if if i don't believe the person saying it it doesn't have the same power over me it's not like a random person yeah. can say the right words i'm like no, like no, no 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 context is everything and that is both time and place and location and tone and also who was saying it and how much trust have we developed so i believe them when they say it yeah you know um so yeah i think i think that is is something to definitely consider um i think again it's one of those retrospective things where you're like oh shit did, did i get love bombed is that what happened there mm-hmm. and you again look back and go yes no maybe here's what i might do differently in the future if presented with something similar right. um you know i and I, I think the other thing to, I want to say, because I brought up multiple times the fact that I'm like, I got all these trust issues. I don't think that means that just because you have trust issues or you act like you do, that you can't be love bombed. I think that the the onus is on the person doing the love bombing. They are a, a manipulator. They are looking for weaknesses or things about you that they can push against and can get an inroad mm-hmm. with you. And that any of us are capable of having that happen. Somebody can say the right words and the right tone at the right time and they can hook us and we can say, you know, in another situation, I would never let that happen. Do not ever think, oh, I would never let that happen. You do not know because sometimes we're not aware of those soft spots that somebody can manipulate until they manipulate them. Um, Just because I haven't had it happen in memory that I can think of does not mean that I couldn't be susceptible to it at another point because what these people are doing is they're giving or pretending to give uh, validation that people might crave acceptance love affection time attention we can all of us at any point in life be missing that and craving that and so any one of us mm-hmm. can be susceptible to it yeah I think that um and sometimes I think that it's absolutely possible that you can know what love bombing is and be like, I have a game plan. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to set boundaries. And you can still get sucked in until you kind of go, wait, wait, something seems off. Um, that being said, if you feel like, uh oh, maybe I could be susceptible to that, you know, having friends that you can count on who will tell, give you 
real truths and real opinions, not the niceties that many people mm-hmm. will do. Um, that can be a good check on yourself. Checking in with yourself or having sort of a set way that you get to know people before you let them get too close. You and I played 20 questions. Yeah. I wanted to know everything. You did. Um, you did. <laughs> Again, this is not going to be universally true, but in a lot of the stories I hear from people talking about their experience being love bombed, Instagram reels, get onto the relationship side of Instagram reels. You are going to, that's how I know the little bit that I know about love bombing. I'm familiar with it at least. Um, You know, love bombers don't want you to go deep with them because they're superficial. They're, they're doing it for an outcome that benefits them. And it doesn't mean anything. They're only 90, you know, some percentage of the time, they're only going to give you superficial reasons because they don't know you well enough to give you good reasons. Um, So if you're like, okay, how can I maybe, you know, prevent this from happening a little bit better, you know, dig deep, like ask tough questions if you can. I know that's hard. It feels confrontational. I, I think it helped that you and I met and kind of started connecting when we did, because I had a, I don't give a fuck attitude. I had had my heart broken. <laughs> I was miserable. I convinced myself that I'd date around. I'd have sex. I'm like this, I would get kinky, but I was not getting into a serious relationship. Hell the fuck no. And so I was at a point then where I didn't, I wasn't trying to convince somebody to like me. I was willing to just kind of be, as blunt and straightforward, which is not my style. (laughs) (laughs) The social anxiety that I walk around with on a daily basis does not keep me, allow me to easily be very straightforward and blunt with somebody I have just met. Like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, not at all. Um, But, you know, it, it worked. And now that I have Mm -hmm. the experience of knowing that it worked because it's real easy to weed out people who are going to be, even if they're not trying to love on me, they're just going to be superficial with you. Ask them a deep question. (laughs) Most (laughs) of them are going to run, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, those are just, again, let me just say, those are some things to try if you think about it, but somebody who is, you know, got experience manipulating people, you know, they can get lucky with you and I'll put air quotes on that word lucky with you um, and hit a, a sore spot. You didn't even, you didn't even know you had. So don't, don't ever let yourself get too overconfident that that could never happen to you. Right. It absolutely could. Um, if it's happened to you in the past, I'm so sorry. I, that's, there's, I, I can only imagine there'd be a sense of betrayal, you know, how, yeah. how you could believe somebody who said nice things about you later. I, I would imagine that would be difficult. Um, I, I want people to have trust issues, but I don't want you to have to go through hell to get them. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, the no, way most no, of us no, get no, our no, trust no. issues is by going through hell. Um, but no, I, it, I absolutely think it could happen anyway. We just have to be more careful. And, yeah. and when we can, when we're in the right mindset to be very intentional and to, to bring our questions and kind of go in eyes wide open as much as you can, as best as you can. And if you catch it after the fact, like you, you've been talking to somebody or dating somebody or hooking Mm -hmm. up with somebody for a a week, two weeks, maybe a month. And you're like, but this is a lot. Like what, this is just a lot. It's okay to look, to be in it and go, something's not Mm -hmm. right here and start pumping the brakes and asking those questions. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the most telling 
points of it is, you know, if you tell the person, you know, hey, I, I need you to back off. I need you to, you know, not so much. It, it's overwhelming. Um, if they respect the boundaries. Yep. I, I think that will not be a hundred percent always foolproof way, but man, mm-hmm. that's a good test. That's a yeah. good, good test. Start, start setting some boundaries that weren't there before. Start asking right. some questions you hadn't asked before. Start being skeptical. Most people, even, even if you're not in a love bombing situation, most people will start showing their true colors because they'll start showing what they can and can't handle from you. Right. Um, and yeah. So yeah, if, if you're like, how, how do I know? Uh, yeah, set a boundary, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you're think you're go back to our sub frenzy versus love bombing, how to tell, are they putting themselves in harm's way? Most people who are seeking to manipulate to ultimately get what they want, most people are not gonna put themselves in genuine harm's way. Like <laughs> they might they might pretend, oh, this that flogger is so scary. No 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> they um they're they're that's the thing I th- I think is a hallmark of sub frenzy. That is why we end up having to talk about that so often yeah. is because submissives who go into it will make poor decisions that will actively potentially harm them. And somebody who's manipulating you for their own personal gain, they're, they're not going to do that consistently. They, they might do a fake out once to make you go, oh no, they, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm. Hmm. they're looking out for number one and they are number one, no matter what they're telling you. So I think, and I think that go back to the original question, somebody being a caregiver and, and enthusiastically wanting to give care, especially at the beginning of a relationship that, you know, again, the test is set a boundary, Mm -hmm. but also caregivers who have gained some experience and knowledge on what it can mean to be a good caregiver. And that's not necessarily as a dominant, like you get that experience when you take care of a pet when you take care of another human being, right? They know that they have to say no sometimes. They know that they cannot give in. And so if somebody's giving in all of the time um, as a caregiver or in, in service, it's not necessarily love bombing. It could be that they don't understand that sometimes the right way to show that you care is to tell somebody no. so I think, again, the test goes back to set a boundary. Ask deep questions yeah. and set a boundary. So I have no doubt there's a ton we could say about love bombing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as it's not something that we are intimately familiar with, not much more to say. I absolutely encourage anybody who's got insight, whether it's a professional insight or just personal experience with love bombing um feel free to reach out um email will mm. always be best fat life dms are a distant second but um but yeah reach out in whatever way that we're connected and, and feel free to share your mm. stories we we want to learn um we like to sure. expand our horizons and our, our viewpoints on things um and there's i no doubt some things we did not think of or absolutely you know, other ways to handle things that just didn't occur to us so uh yeah that that is it and we can do a bonus section okay yeah so are we good i don't know (laughs) i don't know i never know (laughs) keep Keep it it kinky kinky, y'all and we'll see you next week daddy daddy
there a little bit you again, baby. You started writing. I waited for you to start writing. When I am done <laughs> writing, girl. That's. I know that's what you've said, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever actually done that. The silence, the gap in time is unbearable. I feel eyes on us. I feel ears like leaning in going, are they ever going to speak again? Have they abandoned us? So I have to say something. But I have learned to wait until you're actually writing something down. So I feel like that's progress. And also, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for the crickets who don't want to feel abandoned. Okay. So now I know going forward what I am going to do. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm terrified. <laughs> so can we get back to the point at hand, man? Please talk to the crackouts. Now you may. Thank you. I would also like to point out that I don't immediately just start talking to them. I'm talking to you and I'm waiting for permission. And I feel like that should count as well. I do. I think that there are brownie points in there somewhere. I, I, I genuinely feel that way, even though you're giving me that look. Uh, podcast listeners, if you're like, wow, it got hot in here, you know what look I'm getting. <laughs> I love you, daddy. There's two things I'm going to start doing now. And I'm terrified times two. <laughs> so for the bonus section, can I complain? Minimally, because I don't want them to. Uh... <laughs> you don't want the crickets to jump away? No, not the crickets. Oh, you don't want the, the YouTube the, gods the, to the put us back in the corner? The big sandbox keeper put oh us back God. in the corner for any reason. See, now you know why I dislike corner time so much. Isn't this unbearable? This is awful. Why would we do this to anybody? Nobody should get corner time ever. Baby girl's down with corner time. <laughs> I'm gonna organize. You know, all the people I have who a get very good. Time. I have a very good reason for you to get corner time. No, I'm already in the corner and I'm annoyed. That's not a corner. I have a very good I corner that is special just YouTube's for you. YouTube's proverbial corner, well, corner, and I am unhappy. I give a shit about them. This is my corner we're talking about. <laughs> Anyway, so podcast listeners, you should not notice anything different. The podcast is supposed to come out on Friday. It should come out on Friday. We're recording on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, or normally you would go watch the live stream on Wednesday, you're probably like, but you weren't there. All they heard were crickets. <laughs> the crickets heard crickets. We know we weren't there. And it is technically my fault because I even had the moment of, ooh, I probably shouldn't do this. But also, it's the bullshit of social media and media platforms like being ridiculous, especially when it comes to sex. So here's what happened. I know. First Saturday of the month is the uh, live stream Q&A that we do for our Patreon community. And in that, and we answer questions and we're, we stream for an hour and it is good time, good time. Well, in that, uh, somebody asked a question about, you know, being able to see more people like them in kink and, and it being discouraging that they don't. And part of our answer is you gotta seek out the kinds of content if, if you choose to be online, you know, interacting as a kinkster you need to seek out the types of content that are more affirming that speak to you that are not the you know airbrushed fantasy that nobody can live up to and we mentioned a couple of porn sites that if you are a porn watcher ta-da these might be helpful the video link after the live stream is over is 
um, what's it called? Um, unlisted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the only way to watch it is if you have the link. It is not available for public consumption. It's not on our main YouTube feed. It's none of that. Okay. It's hidden away and you got to know somebody to get the link. You got to know us. But anyway, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I want to, I told the, the live stream was like, I'll add the links to what we're talking about. These sites you can go check out after we're done with the stream. And I told myself it's an unlisted video. Hardly anybody's going to see it. It's not available for public consumption. Hardly anybody. Well, right. Hardly anybody. But like, it's not like it's publicly available. You do not have to worry about a, you know, child randomly finding it. You do not have to worry about an adult who didn't want to see it, wasn't seeking it out to come find it. So I popped the links in the description box. YouTube gave us a channel strike over it. And they removed the video. I've appealed that because I just took out the links and then submitted the appeal. But the last time I did an appeal, they fucking ignored me. So I don't know what to tell you. The channel strike means that we cannot upload, we cannot go live, and we cannot even post on the community tab on our YouTube channel for a week. So this happened Saturday afternoon. So assuming a week Saturday afternoon, we should get access again, but Mm -hmm. I don't actually know. And do I know that I purposely, like I even told myself, "Should should I do this? Is this the right decision? And I went, it should be fine. I think whenever you have to ask to say to yourself, it should be fine. It will not be fine. (laughs) That is the lesson I fucking learned here. So if you're ever like, why are they spelling out URLs and not just creating a hyperlink? That's why it might show a booby and God help us. We don't want anybody to click on anything and see a penis, a vulva, two people with some assortment of those parts coming together like no 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 that would that would be somehow wrong on a video where the only way somebody could see it is if they were given access to it and it's not available for public consumption <sighs> breathe girl fucking hate corner time so that's that has been part of my week yeah. i've done other things how's your week been um my week's been okay my week's been okay um Finally got my garage back. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of bedroom furniture and stuff yep, that got donated. Yep, yep. And uh, they came Tuesday and, and picked it up. And it was like, oh, my gosh, my world has been opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, the uh, youngest finally, he, he got to a point he outgrew the... Um, furniture yeah it was a bunk bed setup that was a really nice one that his grandma bought for him him and his brother several years ago so like there was the top bunk was a a high bed with a set of stairs that you could climb and then the the other side was a desk and then there Mm -hmm. was a standalone little like what would have been a bottom bunk but it was unattached yeah but it was low to the ground it was mm-hmm. it was not like a, a metal frame and box spring situation no, 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 no. <laughs> you had um and the stairs had drawers in them yeah, for storage it was, really it, nice. it was it was very nice but these um, people outgrew they it outgrew it i um had to reinforce at one point the uh bottom bottom mattress and top slats bunk. yeah yep yeah because you put the mattress basically on some slats of wood and even though this was like considered a nice set that my mom bought for the boys several years ago, 
it only had like four pieces of wood to and like they were enforce thin. it and they were thin and so while the kids were little and like weighed you know 50 pounds it was fine but these children grew yeah um and so you had to go in i and add- I, I, <laughs> I went to lowe's bought some thicker wood cut it to size and then actually even screwed it into the i know i think we ended up getting like probably another two years out of the set by doing that it. yeah but the the 12 year old loves having it's just a twin size bed it's no frills it's you know yeah. doesn't even have a headboard it's not got a, a fancy frame or anything um but he loves it he does he's like i'm like well yeah maybe you're sleeping on something more than just a six inch little mattress you've got the box spring and like mm-hmm. the deep pocket mattress and like yep yep yeah that mm-hmm. this is this is what a bed is supposed to feel like. so i've been i i've been doing that um you know got got my garage back and um I, I've just been plugging along work, and I'm hoping to go to the the um, sawmill this weekend. Have you called the man I need the sawmill? To, I'll call him tomorrow. Okay. I don't have to go, do I? Please don't make me go. He's a nice man. But if you catch him at the wrong time, you can get stuck there for an hour and a half just chit-chatting. What is... What is that? He's ma- podcast. You can't see it, but he's making a face. What is that face for? I'll give you a choice. Oh God damn! I'll give you a choice. Sadist giving somebody a choice. Corner time. No. <laughs> or going to the sawmill with me. Corner time for what? <laughs> Please tell me what rule has been broken. <clears throat> what infraction has occurred? You didn't wait till I wrote the then, number down and you admitted it is on video, it is on then the audio past recording. Three hundred and nine episodes prior to this, there should have been corner time. You are you kidding me? And if I recall, the first time, however many episodes ago it was, that you were like, you have to wait till I write down the numbers. You did not say comma or there will be consequences. So you can't just be adding consequences now. <laughs> You're going to pop a blood vessel. <laughs> Take a breath, man. Take a breath. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel like. One, you wound me up, or two, you forgot who you uh, were married to. And I'm both ecstatic and so sad that I had to remind you. But I'm glad you're amused. I'm sorry, folks. It was just too funny to get her wound up like Okay, that. it was to get me wound up. I was about to get a little annoyed, like, excuse me, there's a way that this works. I'm very good at following rules. And while the mind feels like a sieve sometimes, sometimes it's still like a steel trap, okay? I remember shit. Especially if we're talking about corner time. I remember shit. (laughs) I'm so glad to have given you that moment of amusement. (laughs) Oh, that was good. (laughs) That was good. I know that many people in my life will sometimes just say shit and stand back and watch me wind up because apparently it's entertaining. (laughs) Does that count as a Kayla rant? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) 
So oh, you might go to the sawmill now. this <laughs> weekend so and have a good time by yourself. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Please don't. I went last time. I you did, did go last time. You did. And I, I think, you know, I might have been a little bit of the reason he was throwing free stuff at you at the end. See, so, you know. But it, it was difficult to stand there and listen. I, it's normal because it's normal to me because just of how people are and the assumptions they make but it is difficult sometimes to stand there and listen to things like oh well she's the wife she's got she's in charge of the, the purse yeah. strings and i'm like you fuckers have no idea <laughs> and it's fine it's kind of amusing when people say shit and they've made assumptions and and it's not a, a a negative kind of ignorance. It's sort of an innocent kind of ignorance. It is negative because you shouldn't make assumptions. But you know they're not mm -hmm. they're not doing it with bad intentions. They're just yeah you know viewing you through the way they view the rest of the world. And so I'm not <laughs> offended by it. But it is just it's like oh <laughs> do I have to sit and and listen to these grown ass men talk about how we know who's really in charge in this relationship. And I always give side eye like fuckers. You don't have a goddamn clue. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> or who holds the purse strings or, you know, just uh, that. You know? <laughs> so, you know, anything else you want to share? No, but I, I, I do want to bring up the fact that you have some things you probably want to share. You've been very busy, very busy. creating things. Yes. Um, God, yeah. I, I guess I did the first one after last week's episode, and then I did the second set before this week's episode. <laughs> so, so new products are hitting the uh, Loving BDSM Etsy shop. Um, I have started making um, things to help submissives stay kind of on task with um any daily tasks they have so there's a daily task like planner sheet kind of thing and then for habit tracking because sometimes when we change our behaviors we're really just changing habits and it's like let me let me make sure i'm doing it every day and for people who need like a visual kind of oh let me color in the circle or check off the box uh, we have those digital products so they it's a pdf so it will work with a digital planner like if you use um, an app for, you know, that kind of thing. Or if you prefer to print it, you can print it. Um, the first one used really cool kink focused artwork that I, I bought with a commercial license to be allowed to use for this. So no, no copyright infringement. Um, that say things like good girl and slut in training, which that will be a sticker. Eventually. So the, the, when she showed me the artwork, I was just blown away. Oh my it God. is, it it's is amazing so stuff. Really, really amazing stuff. Sure. Yes. Um, but that was the first one. So I'm doing sets of these selling them individually, but doing sets of them in different themes. So the first one we called the slut in training. Cause that was one of the graphics that was available. It was like, hell yeah. Um, and then the latest one I did was unicorn themed and the unicorn graphics just make me fucking smile every time I look at them. And so right now it's still just digital downloads, um, on the shop, but eventually not too, I'm not going to wait too terribly long, but eventually over the next several weeks, and each collection will also have physical like stickers that people can purchase and will ship. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like this time next week, if all goes well, there'll be like a couple more minimum, a couple more 
um, themes for those trackers. So if you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't vibe with slut and training. I don't vibe with being called good girl. I don't like that. That would not appeal to me. You can skip that. And if you're like, but I don't like unicorns either. Like, give me, give me time. (laughs) I'm working on it. Um, Will there be mermaids? Oh, there will definitely be mermaids. And then because of the access to the artwork I have, again, available with commercial license, like doing it right. Um, I can even do catacorns. I can do, um, there was another mermaid combo. I can't remember which one it was. I was like, this is so fun. Um, But I'm gonna do a coffee themed one. Um, I'm definitely open to suggestions for, for themes. Um, right now the slut and training is for the person who, you know, definitely vibes with the good girl thing. Um, unicorns, obvious, I, I, some of the artwork will probably stay towards my, my, ba- my baby girl roots, but like, we'll definitely have a coffee one. I'm open to other ideas. Um, I tried to make just a plain, like no frills one and I got bored with that. So I was like, <laughs> we have to have artwork. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. The baby girl um, got bored with a plain one. I know. And once I get some multiple, um, styles in you know the slut and training the unicorn the whatever the whatever whatever then i'm also going to start making different types not just the the daily task sheet and not just the habit trackers one's a weekly habit tracker one's a monthly one then i'll start looking at other types of planner sheets and things that will help people stay organized as they're changing their patterns and behaviors within a power exchange relationship um it's exciting um so yeah if you like at any given point from the time you can hear my voice going forward for i don't know how long (laughs) you know if you just randomly go what's going on with the loving bdsm etsy shop there might be new shit there (laughs) (laughs) i'm working on it um we also have a plan so your shop the kinkery the kinkery.com currently has a section that basically was my section um where i had done a whole bunch of stickers the artwork is really cute the artist who did the artwork shout out to violet fox um i she actually did some mock-ups or some new art artwork for me ages ago and i just neither of us ever followed up on it but i think the stickers um planner stickers die cut stickers are actually going to move from the kinkery over to the loving bdsm mm-hmm. etsy shop because they're just too fun and that's kind of the vibe with with us as loving bdsm and then over at the kinkery we'll just keep focusing on all the weapons of ass distraction i just wanted a place to sell things that i thought were cute yeah and the kinkery was what we had access to and now i've got more stuff so there's just lots going on and the summer is kind of our slow season put air Mm -hmm. quotes around slow we don't want it to be slow we hope it's busy but you know it's just the nature thing so it's like this is probably the time i'll do a lot so that when things pick up, especially with holidays, people buying stuff, right? you know, and then at the, the first of the year, when a lot of people start looking at how they want to change how they're doing planner stuff and like the 30 days of DS workbooks we've got and whatever other workbooks I get finished, you know, I want all that to kind of be ready for when people are thinking of those things. So yeah, yeah. like I, when YouTube put me in the corner, I was like, fuck you, YouTube. I guess I'll just <laughs> use my time wisely. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, so that that's kind of what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why I'm, I should be surprised that we did not have the live stream side of things, and it's still about an hour and a half. Right. I think I just have to like be resigned to the fact that. Yeah, that's what these are. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so we should probably stop talking now. We should now. probably s- stop talking and say goodbye, let these good people go their, their, go their way. But sometimes we're background noise for them to help them get things done, like they're cleaning or they're, you know, working on stuff that doesn't require a lot of concentration, and we help them. We are of oh, that's, service. That's a good thing, too. We could keep talking. We probably shouldn't, though. That's right. I know. I've got other things to do. Same. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> ideally... Uh, the following uh, Wednesday from this uh, um, episode going live, we should have the should live stream back? again. We hope so. Fingers crossed. We think so. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All okay. Right. Bye, Bye, folks. Bye.